back party people to another episode of my life not yours and wow this one is just going to be airing a few of my diary thoughts because I've been inspired by Steve Bartlett who actually rose to fame through his podcast which was talking about his diary and his thoughts so I thought how about I do diary of a regular girl because I'm no Steve Bartlett who is just fantastic he's written diary of a CEO a book and he shares some of his musings about being a CEO. He, uh, you know, had the fantastic social media company, sold it for billions, and is a young black man who is extremely rich and quite powerful. So my diary of me, a regular gal, is all about dealing with the ups, the downs, and everything in between. Journaling is my twin. I love writing three things I'm grateful for every day. And actually, I'm recording my magic and inspirational ideas because actually it's really important that we are grateful and that we get things down. I find it really cathartic for the soul and that it actually makes you feel good. As I say when I'm coaching, I'm here to get you out of your mind or out of your head and into reality and that's what journaling feels like to me. So without further ado, as I share some things from Black Panther hysteria to wondering if my client base has dried up for 2022, let me introduce you to the past couple of weeks, thoughts, actions, musings. Yeah, it's the diary of a regular girl or gal. And I'm going to start with Black Panther. I'm going to start with Black Panther because it's not often people of colour get to be on a film set and it literally is all people of colour. Now, I am not a Marvel fan, but I know that most of my friends have been to see it and anybody who I know who is black or brown skinned and they love it. Uh, It featured Chadwick who died of cancer a couple of years ago now and uh, am I excited to go and see it well someone's promised to take me and they said you better watch the first one Tina because I'll be honest with you I tried watching the first Black Panther at least three times I just couldn't get into it I don't care how freaking fantastic the costumes and the cast were amazing but then when this person said to me well I'm not going to take you if you don't if you don't watch it I was quite excited about going with him (laughs) so it is a he but anyway that's irrelevant so I watched it one afternoon when I had some downtime and I actually quite enjoyed it, if I'm absolutely honest. So I've watched it and now it's time to go and see Black Panther Part 2. And there's actually somebody who I interviewed on this podcast, uh, Slow the Fuck Down, Emma Harris, her husband's in it, Danny Sapani. So I'm going to go and see it. And my friend also seems to think this is going to be out until Christmas. Well, we're here on the 23rd of November. I'm recording this for you for next week. And we'll see. It's been out a week already. I don't know what the box office takings were, but I should imagine it was pretty epic. So my diary, yeah, I've been thinking about that. The next one is Google. So a little while ago, and I remember writing in my journal that day, I'm quite excited because a friend of mine had said, Google are looking for more diversity within its UK hub. They want more black leaders. And I said, when I work for myself, I'm not sure if I want to get back into the corporate world. And look, Google's a beast. All of those big corporations are beasts. And no matter what anybody says, even if they want to change the narrative and the representation and all that kind of shit, same shit, different day, in my opinion. So sorry for anybody who's from Google or whatever listening. But what I did is my friend is a fantastic employee there. He's black, sales director, doing very well. He said, look, I want to put you forward, marketing, blah, blah, ready, ready, rare. And the way 
the black Google network works is they put you with a mentor. So I decided to um, get into this and say, okay, let me see what it's all about. So back in the summer, I met with a fantastic guy called Christian Cousin. And I remember going into Google's offices and let me tell you something, I'm too old and long in the tooth to get phased by, oh, it's got a great canteen or in their case, like four restaurants. Oh, it's got a fantastic gym. Oh, and they've got a running track on top. Doesn't phase me because all of this is to entice employees to stay longer in the workplace. We'll make it comfortable enough that you don't go home. You've got great food. So they provide in, in one of their office offices, sorry, breakfast, lunch and dinner. Imagine that. You go for breakfast, you go for lunch and dinner. You never go home, do you? The average workforce in Google must be around 28, 31. Very young, just like Facebook. Anyway, on to the blue, uh, sorry, Google Black Network. So I went in to see this fantastic guy and he was fantastic because we didn't, we didn't really speak about work until the last 15 minutes of my allocated time with him. We talked about cancer and his suffering with it and it was it was just fantastic and Christian if you do listen into this I really really enjoyed our chat and what was even more lovely is him saying I think you should be mentoring me. Well maybe he's been too kind but I guess it was lovely because actually we talked about what I could bring to the table or maybe if there was paid work and so forth and so forth. So following that uh, there didn't really seem to be a process of what was going to happen but we met up the other week for dinner and you had five women uh, who were aged between I'd say 28, 29 or no sorry maybe yeah 28, 29 and maybe up to early 40s and it's really interesting that these women were extremely academic working in good organisations already and what they were saying about their experiences of being a black or brown skinned person in the workplace and it was fascinating because obviously I'm one of them and we went out with three Googlers who were running the black uh, Google network and I think it was just one of the most candid conversations that they've probably heard ever and I felt really pleased that we had this open forum to be able to speak about our experiences in work and what could they do and actually what were we all sitting there for what did this black Google network look like yes you want to get leaders into the organization is it are you going to fast track us are you going to recommend us to someone and say look you absolutely need to see this person and blah 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 I just wanted to sort of flag this one because when it was in my actual diary as something to go to I nearly didn't go and then I thought actually my life is all is always about networking as much as doing work and having fun so it was cool and we went to a lovely little French restaurant that I actually recommend in London so um yeah it was okay peeps it was okay I'm now turning the page of my journal and in my journal is all about my personal development and it's paramount to how I live because without my personal development over the last few years I don't know where I'd be and particularly healing from my past but more so in lockdown because I read this book Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod go get that book it's all about a ritual before eight o'clock I bang on about it so I'm not going to say it anymore but the important thing is I've become obsessed with personal development books to the point that it's taken me nearly six months to read a fiction book I can't do it I need to read stuff that's going to empower me and help me to be more beautiful more uh what's the word I'm looking for fantastic in this really challenging world at the moment I hope I've articulated that well because I just feel that I have to give three things I'm grateful for every single morning so it could be I'm grateful that I woke up this morning to see another day now that may seem stupid it may seem a bit fluffy but actually you don't know when your time's up you really don't know I may say with all my heart I absolutely love x person 
because they are doing this for me. And then once I've written this down in my journal, I look at it, I read them all through again, and I only do three if I'm going to go through this kind of process or this particular method, and I say thank you. And it feels so satisfying. And um, some of these books that I've been reading, particularly Jack Canfield, Power of Focus and Success Principles. Oh my God, they are so fantastic. The reason why they are fantastic is because they give you really easy, practical strategies to be successful and to focus because a lot of us don't. Now listen, you may say, oh, I don't need to focus. What, what do we need all this for? But this comes into play for everything. And if you want to be the best representation of yourself, then I would suggest that some of you get into some personal D books. I bloody love them. I can be your library, but I will charge you to lend my books. Next thing in my diary, voice over acting. So this was after many people came back to me. I would say after the 20th episode of My Life Not Yours with me, Tina Jean, and just kept talking about my voice. So I acted upon it, which I think I discussed in another episode. And on my birthday, which was in September, I did a professional voice reel. I then signed up to this website where I could look at scripts and see if I could get some voiceover uh, work. And I'm not going to lie, people, I got really down because I must have applied for loads and nothing. And actually, I thought, have people just been kind? Do they think I should be doing a sex show at night because I've got this really soft and warm voice and do radio, but it's all this kind of sleazy shit. And actually, I thought, no, let me make this a mission. So it went into my journal, it became a goal, and I thought, it's time to get comfortable with the uncomfortable. So guess what I did? And a lot of people, you know, sometimes I give up at the first hurdle, and I thought, no, fuck it, I'm not going to give up. I then enlisted a voice coach. I put something out on a platform, and I said, any voice coaches in my area, because basically, on this platform that I go to get scripts and see if I can get voiceover work, you're talking, it's all professional actors and actors, singers, performers, that kind of thing, who are absolutely looking for work when they can't get on stage or all things like that. And I thought, I'm just a little old regular Tina trying to get some voiceover work. You know, I'm talking about when you listen to a radio ad or listen to an advert on TV, you may hear my voice. So I've given myself a goal to get one by the end of December, which is fastly approaching, but I'm going to keep going. But what I wanted to talk about is I loved going to this voice presentation, I would say, because she does lots of things. This coach, it was fantastic. She had me doing things with my lips and my tongue that I would never imagine possible. And because I'm a nosy old cow, it was such great insight into what actors, voice actors, whatever type of actor or singer or performer do before they actually, you know, perform. It was insane. Put your tongue around your lips, put your tongue around your teeth, make the sounds. And when I was in her flat doing this, I thought, how many people must think, what is that woman doing with somebody else who's come through her door today? I didn't care. But what was really uncomfortable and challenging for me is, you know, I didn't like acting. I didn't do the school plays. Is doing this in front of this voice coach. It was amazing. Anyway, I am now on the hunt because our sessions are finished and I've got my practicing exercises to do for some voice agents. So if anybody is a budding agent out there and would like me to send them a professional reel, please let me know. 
reach out to me uh, and come and scoop me up because I do believe I have some talent. She's given me the confidence to go for it. Oh, what's next in the diary? It is work of this. We are going through quite a lot at the moment, aren't we? Economically, it's challenging. So I just finished with a nice corporate client about three weeks ago and I said, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. And then I got one of my utility bills for heating and what they are charging households in the UK is absolutely scandalous. People are going to die this winter through not having heating on. People are going to die because they have to choose whether they eat or feed their children. Some people are going to be homeless. Uh, none of that's going to happen to me because I have the belief and I value what I can do and but confidence comes into play big time. And it's really made me think about, okay Tina, worst case scenario, are you going to go out and get opportunities, find opportunities or sit back and wait till you're, oh you haven't really got any work. Now what I have said or what I haven't said rather, I have got little bits of work but they're not going to pay any bills right now but they're nice pieces of work. And one thing I think I realised when I wrote in my journal, in the UK we have, if you buy a property it's called a mortgage and I wish I paid it off or made better uh, gains to pay off my house because that's my biggest overhead, paying for my mortgage. So anyway, I decided I want to do more one-to-one -one business coaching for young adults. I want to do some workshops for my members club that I'm part of, which is a charity. It's a charity private members club that helps people who have been homeless train back into the world of work. And I'm having a conversation in the next couple of days about running a workshop. So I'm super excited. And again, you can hear that I'm a bit upbeat about this, even though it's not going to turn the light bill on because I dropped my salary, dropped my wages, whatever you want to call it, to probably run this. But it's a satisfaction. And sometimes in life, it's not all about money and working 50,000 hours a day. I just wish this was in the summer that I was a bit light on work and not now, if I'm honest, because the UK is in a recession and it hasn't even hit us yet. Yeah, we'll see what happens, but I'm kind of cool. And I, mm, my diary, I've written, I'm falling in love with walking all over again. No short journeys by car, fresh air, being in the great outdoors, laughing out loud. Let me tell you something. During lockdown, I know we don't really want to talk about that anymore, but I really enjoyed lockdown. Firstly, because everybody had to, and this is one of my episode titles, so I'm not swearing. Someone told me off. One of my friends said, I do love your podcast, Tina, but for me, working in media, you are a bit too sweary. So guess what, peeps? I've taken that feedback on board, and have you noticed? I only swore once at the moment. Let's see how many, but I've really toned it down. I just quite like it but I'm being good and I've taken that on board. So anyway during lockdown I loved it because everybody had to slow the fuck down and no cars were on the road so that meant cleaner air and also there was a sense of community I felt out there and we've lost that because we've all gone back to this fast lifestyle. No one talks to each other. I've been called care in the community. Guess why? I listen to this really funny podcast when I'm walking and I love it so much. It's Alan Carr the chatty man. It's about travel and he just cracks he gets the most he just cracks me up because he gets the most fantastic guests and I just have a ball listening in and guess what I laugh out loud and you know laughter is good for the soul and I'm going to tell you why it has that's laughter by the way short and long-term benefits laughter enhances the intake of oxygen which stimulates your heart and increases those warm fuzzy endorphins that are released by your brain the endorphins are the things that when 
when you've worked out and you just feel like you're buzzing do you know what I mean it's just absolutely fantastic I love it when I can I can work out like that and I haven't been able to work out how I'd want to because I've just got a bit of a, a thing going on with my body that I've had to really taper down my training and it's yeah I'm, I'm back in the walking I'm loving it but laughter when I'm walking listening to this guy it just makes me think about how it is a pain relief buster and can also make it easier to deal with difficult situations mm, I'm thinking about that and I think these people that have this nervous laughter who just giggle through everything they kind of get on my tits to be honest with you but I've put here in my diary there's people always giggling and finding everything funny which becomes a bit of an imitation I'm not gonna lie but above all laughter is good for the soul because it brings people together it releases tension in the environment and relaxes your nerves making it both beneficial for emotional as well as physical well-being and listen on holiday in May with my mate she cracked me up doing this planet blue or blue planet kind of commentary because it was an all-inclusive restaurant that we went that all-inclusive hotel that we went to I had my back to whoever she was commentating on and it was hilarious because she was saying and the mammoth whale has just swallowed a whole plate full of food blah 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 blah. I have not given you how that sounded but let me tell you something I could not stop laughing and I got cramp in my stomach at the, the same time I ended up laughing like Muttley where it's it comes out like that then the tears start flying down my face and it's all over people were just laughing my laugh was infectious and uh, people said are you alright and I just couldn't I was just doing this kind of waving my finger don't talk to me I'm just in the middle of a laughing fit you know what I felt so damn good after that I said to my friend Sandra you've just improved my mood and there is no better way than to bring that laugh about to get balance in your life I mean we're on holiday so I didn't really need that but it was kind of cool it's kind of cool when I think about turning the page of my diary again watching the news at the moment can be as toxic as indulging in social media and let me tell you why there was one day that I'd watched the news uh, at from seven o'clock in the morning for two hours and it was all the news of you know we're going into recession and you know your heating bills are going to go up and the price of butter in the UK and you know it's all been brought about by Russia and then we've got a shit government it's just been an absolute nightmare then I go on social media and I'm seeing all this other shit news and it was just like what are you doing now they say that young people can be affected by social media but sometimes I think it gets to me it could be that someone's done something fantastic and I think uh what am I doing why hasn't that happened to me and I remember another friend of mine who said during lockdown she just stopped watching the news but you see I got obsessed with it which wasn't great I was absolutely obsessed with watching the news to see what other restrictions we were going to get on us or well be put on us rather bad English I just think that the only thing that's really been making me laugh even though I don't celebrate it is Christmas all the ads have started and you just think I know exactly what's going to happen people are going to overspend overindulge and that's all the thing I hate about Christmas the commercialization of it is the one thing that really gets on my tits do we need that much stuff do we need that much food on the table because it's going to end up in the bin and I feel really strongly about that now you may be saying Tina stop moaning blah 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 I mean I'll be home alone you know watching Macaulay what was his name well uh, I only got home alone and that's because I don't spend it with family and I choose not to spend it with family I maybe you know some friend might say come to us but it depends who it is I'm quite happy I'll get the bottle of Prosecco out at 11 o'clock and it'll be a magnum one and I'll keep drinking that I think sipping on it while having something nice on my lunch and then burping putting some pyjamas on and just laying on my sofa hey that's me but in my diary this day I wrote this Christmas ad by a fantastic retailer in the UK called John Lewis has cheered me up because it wasn't a 
overtly selling. It was showing you an emotional take on things. And basically, the dad had a skateboard. You just saw him on his skateboard all the way through to coming back in the home. The doorbell goes. A social worker's turned up with what is probably their foster child. And of course, that resonated with me. So that's why I like it. We might have quite a few haters, as I've seen on LinkedIn, saying, yeah, John Lewis did it on purpose because it's reverse psychology and all that BS. I liked it. So I did that in my my diary that day. Oh, gosh. This is a funny one. We're nearing the end now of my diary. But I thought it was quite nice to do this. Podiatry love. You know what podiatry is? Podiatry is where you get the foot doctor. Ages ago, I went through the National Health Service, which is in a state of flux in the UK, to sort out my pronation. I wanted some orthotics. Now, I haven't got flat feet. What I've got is my feet roll in slightly, which it affects your knees, it affects your back. And I thought, right, let me go and try and get this sorted. So on my first appointment, I go in and I see this Aussie guy. Now, listen, I've got a lot of respect for the Aussies when it comes to physiotherapy, podiatry, all that kind of stuff. But I walked in, this guy kind of looks up from his chair, was slightly curt, and I thought I reversed it. So I've got a smile on my face thinking, yeah, I got my appointment. And I said, oh, everything all right with you today, Jason? He said, oh, why do you ask? I said, well, you just seem a little bit short and whatever. He said, yeah, no, everything's fine. So tell me about your feet. I thought, okay, here we go. My usual Tina response from way back when would have been to be really kind of aggressive and a bit dismissive. But I kept smiling through my words, as you can hear when I'm talking to you now. I spoke about sports because the thing is, with the National Health Service, you don't get sports people coming in that often like me. You're going to get your older people or your regular people that might have a bunion or he's fitting them for some cosy looking, slippery type, nasty orthopedic shoes. Whereas this one comes in because uh, I was asked to bring a selection of trainers and I'm like, this one was when I was jumping. This one is when I do CrossFit at the gym. This one is when I go walking. And I think then it all changed because over a series of six months, he's getting warmer. I go off to the Commonwealth Games and I say, Jason, I'd love to get this orthotic just tapered down a little bit so I can walk around the Commonwealth Games every day. I'm going to be doing lots of steps yada 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 i then use my psychology about aussies and stuff like that the fact of the matter is i didn't know if he's australian or new zealand so i am sorry i do get the accents mixed up but he started warming he would start our sessions off by saying how's it been going tina what's happening at the commonwealth games and blah 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 anyway fast forward to a couple of days ago i go in there and i just say i just need a little bit more of an adjustment on the right insole of this orthotic this orthotic insole sorry and i said and i think that'll be it and so he starts the conversation with, oh, do you happen to know this athletic stadium near you? And what, what do you suggest I could do there? Because I'm really into running. I'm like, I'm dumbfounded. This skinny, scrawny little white guy who's absolutely fantastic as a podiatrist and got loads of time for me. Office is a little bit hot, though, if I'm honest. I'm thinking, Jason's asking me. And I said, well, it's funny, Jason, you should mention that because blah, 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 blah. There's all this other stuff going on. Do you know, we spent 15 minutes of my session talking talking and I'm sure they're only assigned about 10 minutes per person well actually he's a podiatrist so he's probably got 15 minutes we spent 15 minutes talking about that sport running around the track oh you could join this club and blah 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 and I said um he said oh take your socks off and uh, so I did that obviously and he's looking at my foot and he said look I'll make a little adjustment I said you know all this information you're looking for maybe we put another appointment in in February 2023 he said what a fantastic idea in fact Tina I think we need a yearly review do you know what people what I'm basically saying here is this 
this man was so damn frosty at the beginning when I first started seeing him. Now, I think I am a bit of a tonic and no, he doesn't fancy me. I would so not be his type, but it's just so refreshing. I walked out of there with such a big grin on my face thinking, yeah, because when these orthotics run out, Jason had just given me some more. So sometimes you just have to use things for your own game. And I am going to keep smiling at Jason and talking sport till I'm blue in the face. I'm ruffling my last diary entry, which is really pertinent because it's all about the world freaking football cup. Oh my gosh, this has got to be one of the most controversial tournaments on the planet in a decade because money has presided over values, culture and the essence of what sport is all about. In Qatar, the corruption has been at the centre of this BS for ages. I don't even know where to start, but what I'm going to say, Qatar, from my migrant workers with slavery allegations and deaths in the treatment of workers to build the infrastructure, the stadiums of this or that, to David damn good looking Beckham, who was paid £10 million to be the World Cup ambassador. Can you believe it? Does he really need the money though? You know, I just find it really weird because Qatar, the LBTQ plus and all the rest of the alphabet issues, homosexuality is illegal in Qatar and you can get seven years in prison if you're found guilty of it. I mean, what is that about? And you know what's weird? Some of the players wanted to wear this kind of one love rainbow armband, which is basically saying we all support LBTQ plus and all the alphabet in between, blah, 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 blah. But they were threatened with yellow cards. So when you get X amount of yellow cards in a football game, you can get sent off and not play for X amount of games, which no one can afford to do. So they had to stand down and the protest kind of got abandoned. Then you had drink sponsors that has paid over 60 million to be part of this tournament. Two days before the tournament started, Qatar or FIFA or whoever said, and FIFA or the organising committee, in case you're not into sport, I'm just rambling here because you know I'm a bit of a sports nut, and said no drinking in the stadiums. Now, actually, you're going to say, but Tina is a Muslim country. However, how come nobody said that to the sponsors when they're bringing their money to the table and said, look, you can only have visibility and your product in certain places. So they were pissed off. And then the climate. Check this out, people. On a good day, it's 50 degrees. That's 122 Fahrenheit. I mean, so people were really struggling before they even went out there thinking, oh my gosh, how are you going to get us ready for this tournament? Yada, yada, yada. However, with all that negativity, guess what? I've got it on morning, noon and night. So I'm glad I haven't got that much work on at the moment because I can watch footy. And the positive thing is that they built all the stadiums very close to one another. So when I was at the Commonwealth Games, you'd sometimes have to go two hours to get to another venue to watch a different sport. Whereas this lot, all the group games are in the same kind of area, which is kind of cool. That has been my diary entries for the week. And I'm feeling really positive sending this kind of interesting podcast episode of my diary. Thank you, Steve Bartlett. If you don't know him, go and look him up because it inspired me to do it and it made his podcast famous. Now, I'm not quite sure it would do that for me, but I would love you to tune in and listen to some of the earlier ones if you're a newbie to my life, not yours, because I do go deep on certain subjects in different episodes. And there's lots more to come, I hope, with interviews and so forth. So do me a favour, review and like me and subscribe to My Life Not Yours with Tina Jean. You can find me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Amazon Music. I'm everywhere. Come on, do that. And until the next time, I'll hopefully see you again. No, not see you again. You'll be listening in to me again and I'll deliver some hopefully interesting content. Take care, everyone. This has been kind of cool. The diary of a regular girl is now over. Oh.